What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Black Collar Podcast, where we talk about everything Black and the workplace. Uh, I'm your host, Lexi, and I also have my other host, Fred. Say what's up. What's good? And together, we do this shit. And just to kind of recap on what we've been talking about the past few months. So we talked a lot about mentorship and sponsorship and the importance and difference between those two, identity, who you are, um, how you project that into the workplace and microaggressions and things of that nature. And then last month we talked about mental stability um, and just taking those moments to take care of ourselves and tips that we do, tips and tricks that we have and things like that. So feel free to check those out. Um, They're available on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. But um, just kind of going into like a life update because we're now in 2019 and, you know, top of the year, let's really get going on all of our goals and things of that nature. So I guess what's new? What what do we want to see in the future? What What's going on? Oh, that was a pass to me. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for my goals for 2019, personally, is to keep working out. Um, it's to start other streams of income. Um, I really feel like this is the year that I have a breakthrough in terms of what I can bring on within my capacity because last of 2018 i um, focused on just doing less things so i can do more things um so now in 2019 i feel like i'm recharged refocused to really put things together um i have some goals of just like bringing my family together but i know we need therapy um so much like we had i had a counseling um uh session with my mom and just talked about just some of her challenges and and how that's pushed on her family and how we challenge her and like how it's just so dysfunctional. And so, yeah, I see that just like, it just doesn't end with just me and my mom going through this one therapy session. I feel like it's a stream of continuous intentional efforts to like really be more connected. Um, so yeah, that's like my big focus for 2019 um, in terms of the podcast. I want us to grow. Uh, I do recognize the challenge that since we're anonymous, it's very difficult um, to do so. But I think if we really put our heads together, we can make this a, a space where uh, majority of the black people in the workplace can find um, that outlet that I want it to be. How yes. about you? Yes. So I, I agree with what you said about your goals for the podcast. I definitely just want to be able to just reach out and hopefully connect through anon- anonymity with other people because I know sometimes it could be really um really scary to really put yourself out there and say what you really feel but if we could be an outlet that's one less you know threat or strike <laughs> that you can have on your uh I guess your work record <laughs> just coming on and fooling around with us but personally I just feel like I've established boundaries but 2019 I want to work on really executing and protecting those boundaries so saying no a lot more um saying yes a lot more as well um just really challenging myself to do things that I dream of doing but never actually doing um 
so yeah just 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 being open and and ready for whatever so that's kind of my thing for the year so i guess we have some new i guess we're trying out some things so we have like a new theme that we want to do this episode so i guess fred let's tell them more about what we're what we're gonna do okay great so going forward we're gonna have um what we call our black collar bulletin or what we'll call it bcb that's what we're gonna talk about just current news or what's affecting i guess majority of the population at that time um or not majority of the population but just something that we all could benefit from um knowing of and to start us off we're going to talk about the tax reform um i'm super late on the changes and the effects and when i found it out i was um quite surprised (laughs) and shocked um (laughs) on the direction that we're taking um with the tax reform and I was sitting in a presentation that was giving updates and I found out that they're taking away the personal exemption and increasing the standard deduction. Now, if you aren't into taxes, um, what that means is usually um, if you or before, not usually, but before um, as you filed your taxes, if you had, you know, five kids um, and they all were like under the age of like 24, we'll just say under the age of 18 to make it simpler. Um, so you have five kids under the age of 18 that live with you. You would file, you know, as like head of the household and then you would have, you could claim, you know, five people. Therefore, you, you're taking like five personal exemptions. The personal exemption was like a little under 4K. So that's like mm-hmm. 20K, 20 20K that you can take against your taxes more or less. Um, and that's just going away. And I was just like, Damn, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's 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 really crazy. Um, what was your reaction, Lexi? I mean, this is it's not okay. This might seem a little selfish, but I was actually pleased with it. Just because uh, personally, I know that I will be getting a larger refund because I'm single and I don't like I don't my salary isn't that much so it wasn't like I was going to be in a different bracket at all but um so for me it's going to be a lot of savings this year which I haven't experienced before so I'm excited to kind of tuck that away but on the opposite end it's like I don't know I'm kind of scared because it's like if you're taxing everybody less that means less revenue for the country so how are we going to make things stretch we already strapped for resources and you're trying to build a damn wall. I don't know. It was just a lot going on. Like, okay, how does this, how is this really going to work in the end? But the short term, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever's about to pop up, you know, on my bank account. So. So is, um, are, are people with children, are they heavily affected? Am I just misunderstanding? Do you know about that part? Like, are they compensated a different way? Other than from the personal exemption? Well, I want to say yes and no. So depending on like what your current situation is, if you are head of household, I do think 
that may negatively not neck i won't say negative that's a little extreme but it will be a slight difference to what you have been um maybe receiving in previous years but if you're married on the other hand it's almost like it's the same thing because one the standard deduction is twice as much as it was um but it kind of if you think about in total that plus the personal exemptions they're about the same so um you can't it kind of isn't a big deal but i would say if you got more than two or three kids then then you might feel that a little bit more okay because i was nervous um i call <laughs> myself starting a tax business this year and i'm like damn i'm gonna have to explain this to people with children um yeah because i think that's gonna be like my focus and my market is just like people in the hood um yeah. and i think if they have a few children like it'll be a different type of return they'll get and i didn't want that to look like it was on me you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like oh yeah i'm trying to support black businesses and here this nigga go not giving me it, a check on like actuality baby. to tax <laughs> yeah it's like can i explain that shit i don't know i don't know um so yeah that's what kind of what we're going to talk about going forward with uh the bcb just current news things of that nature that we all can kind of benefit from um so yeah um be on the lookout for that going forward and now we're going to transition into talking about appearance uh we had a few things that come to mind and so we're just going to speak on the things that came to our mind and see where we go from there uh lexi what, what you had on your chest I'm going to just start out with hair because it's usually it's the first thing I look at when I look at somebody and it's definitely the first thing they look at when they look at me and I just don't understand people's obsession with my hair is <laughs> I don't know it just doesn't seem that deep to me it's just hair but so usually it takes me like three four hours a week to do something to well i would say a little a little bit over four hours to do my hair every week um that's like deep conditioning styling all that so that's taxing so i like to switch up my hairstyles a lot and wear protective styles so styles that will last a little bit so that i don't have to do my hair as much because that takes a lot of time so, but every time I make a change like that, it's always something. Like, I, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand why it's so, why people make a big deal out of it. So people want to like touch it and know and, ooh, I just. Okay, now by people, you mean non-black people? Yes, um, yes, those people. Um. <laughs> Because everybody else, they just like, oh, okay, your, your hair is different, but it's not a big deal. But I don't know. It's, it's almost like a broadcast. Like, oh, look, her hair changed this week. Yeah, it's going to change again next week, too. You ready? <laughs> Clearly you're not. <laughs> but I will say, like, the shock factor of when I first started at the company i wore my hair straight i had the bundles they were straight you know but pretty much kind of 
blended in with everybody else. And then I want to say sophomore year in college, I just had an epiphany like, man, I'm going to just wear the hair that God gave me. And I went natural. And then that summer when I came back, it was just like, huh, what's that? Something's different. Hmm. Okay. I guess it's okay. But people's initial reaction to it was just really, really weird. But they seemed to just, they got over it. But just that initial reaction, it kind of frightened me. Like, why are people making a big deal out of something that's not that deep? Like, do you feel like, do you kind of feel that reaction in your uh, environment where if you change something about yourself, people, or if anybody changes something that people really take note and want to, I don't know, investigate? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Um, I've been in the process of growing my hair out the last several years. And due to me not committing to a regimen, it's been a very long and hard journey. (laughs) A lot of rough days. Um, (laughs) So it's like... Sometimes, like, I'm really showing the curl pattern. Other days, my shit is very matted because I forgot to do something with my hair. I was rushing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, like, I always had a concern or thought about, like, what my hair is looking like when I'm entering the workplace. Um, and now I feel like it's heightened because I'm the only nigga in the office literally like so it's just like i feel like eyes Mm -hmm. have just been on me um and so it's been difficult because in the same breath uh i had a co-worker i bullshit you not Uh i think at first his hair was like colored or something um after a long break we came back he walked into the room This white man looked just like Dylan Roof. He got like a bowl cut. Oh, no. And I was just like, yeah, I was just like that. <laughs> I was lost for words, very distraught. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't not think about it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> you talking about distraught. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the audacity. Mm. So walking this bitch like, like it's just that cool. The call cast to be. So I was caught off, uh, caught off guard. Um, but that's when I was in a more traditional, like workplace. Then I moved into tech industry. <laughs> it's kind of different. Um, it's free. Like I said, I was the only one. But I'm like, I can. I guess I could take more chances. They don't really know me. They don't know my work style. So if I come up, you know off with the cornrows it's like that's just what it's gonna be um and if mm-hmm. y'all treat me weird like i can i can understand why like because it's this reason um yeah like so i just i i get comments but i just you know hit them with a the head now to keep going i don't try to elongate the conversations at all around my hair mm-hmm. uh people say they like them like thank you and they just be like oh i wish i could grow that hair yeah okay you, like, you can't though <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know where you want to go in the conversation when you say shit like that to me yeah. um, very confused 
Um, I'm curious though. What 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 is the executives? The black executives. Okay, if there's black executives in your say, workplace, uh, what are they looking like? Because there ain't no higher up blacks like that. Um, and the ones I see, they're very. Their personal style, <laughs> I will say, is playing it safe. Um, like they, well, really, there's only one that I know of. And her hair is, you know, she gets it pressed every week. That's just how she prefers it. And that's cool. But it's just like, when you're starting, when you're starting out somewhere, it's almost like you need permission to do the things that you really want to do, you know? So if you don't see nobody ahead of you or above you that is, you know, living that out, it's hard to really take that step or take that chance. But it got to the point where it's like, all right, if you're not going to make a way, I got to make my own way. And what do you say? Like, really, what can you say? My work doesn't change. The only thing changes is my outer appearance. That's it. So... But yeah, everybody's pretty straight hair or low cut, nothing crazy. What about for you? Cause you had a tech, so I know they be probably doing some wild shit. <laughs> I mean, the, no black executives. Like I said, I'm the only black man. It's a couple black women that I work with. Um, they're pretty, yeah, straight hair. Um, Pretty much often, I think one has a sew-in, um, yeah, the other one just does like a straight hair with the off the bun. Um, but in terms of what I see my non-black counterparts do, uh, them niggas come to work looking like anything, jogging pants, leggings off the flip-flops. Whoa. You know, my dude, I, I, I didn't see some color hair. Um, which has been like, I mean, that's cool. I like, I mess with the color here. I didn't, I never had the, the dream to, to do it, um, personally. Uh, but yeah, they be doing that. What else they be doing? It's a, it's a couple, it's a couple me on long hair. Uh, yeah, but I think just the West Coast workplace is just chiller in terms of the clothing. Um, mm-hmm. it's more just like jeans and a t shirt, like some, something you would wear like everyday type thing um, is what I've noticed personally. What are your intentions around your appearance and like the workplace? What are you thinking about? I mean, I want my appearance to really represent who I am in a positive light. Like before I even open my mouth, I just want to, I just want to look like myself. If that makes, that probably don't make sense, but I just want to be me inside and out. And for me, I just, I just want to embrace naturalness and authenticity. Um, and that's me wearing my natural hair. But as far as like clothing, I'm just, I, I would say I'm pretty conservative. Like I don't, I don't take risks a lot of risks there 
just because I don't I don't want anything I want I don't want anybody to say anything about me dressing a certain kind of way or anything being questionable because someone always told me that um, if you have to question what you're wearing you probably shouldn't wear it so I try to like steer clear of those types of items and just make sure that no matter what if they're gonna say something about me it's it's gonna be not related to how I look um so I just try to take the attention off of that and really focus on what I my work and what I'm doing but um yeah just being authentic um what about you I know you be flexing so I'll be flexing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I think when I moved here, I was standing out because the standard of like business casual was higher um, in like the Midwest and the East Coast. And so I would always do like button up, dress pants, you know, some loafers. And then maybe after a few months, I went from button up jeans some loafers and like so it's just been like a slow progression of me kind of just like chilling out and um now i find myself when i think about work it's like i'm 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 pretty much just trying to be neutral like wear solid colors uh some jeans some nice shoes like a jacket like i ain't i'm not trying to stand out but i'm also not dressing completely down i don't mm-hmm. see how i can really come to work in like a full you know adidas jumpsuit one day like i just <laughs> i just don't i just don't see that going over well maybe it's gonna take me a couple months to just like really adjust and get comfortable with that um I, yeah i just don't see it uh, yeah i just i just i, I don't i just don't want to talk to these people so i just don't want to bring attention to myself um mm. though my clothing and stuff is an expression of me so it's kind of like I'm silencing myself and it's just like it just reminds me that all this shit is just really fucked up <laughs> and I can't be me uh, that's just what I'm reminded when I just think about my appearance and all um, yeah do you got uh, anything else to get off your chest? <sighs> um I say what I need to say. All right. So now we're going to introduce another new segment that we want to continue to do going forward and master um, as we continue this podcast journey. Um, So Lexi, let's uh, inform them of what it is. So one of those segments includes Lexi's lesson. So just a couple key things I like to take away from our topics or conversations um, just to kind of bring everything back full circle. Um, So since our topic really wasn't like so deep, only really have one. So that's just like do and wear whatever makes you feel comfortable or feel good. It's like, I feel like censoring myself for so long, like wearing straight hair or doing like what the trends were at the time, just really kind of um, made my journey for figuring out who I was, 
so much longer because I had to unmask all those things um, to really uncover my true identity. And I just realized that fuck, fuck these people. And that could be every, everybody, anybody do what makes you feel comfortable. And their uncomfortability has everything to do with them and not you. So don't feel like you're doing something wrong. It's, it's really not that deep Just stay true to who you are and people will take note of that and really acknowledge and um, really be proud that you are doing that because it takes a lot and most people have never been themselves. So just do you. That was amazing. Thank you for oh. that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really hope people hear you. Um, so now we're going to go into our final segment and that deals with statistics it's going to be called fred's figures um and i'm gonna try to find my statistics around a topic this time though did not get so lucky um so i just had some statistics that i found online that just brought me to just want to mention it um yes so yeah the first one the first one is 53% of Americans are currently unhappy at work. I found this on Forbes, by the way. Yeah, 53% of Americans are currently unhappy at work. And when I first thought about this, I'm like, damn. Ooh. I don't think 53% of people are in, like, management. I feel like Ooh. more people are in the operational level um, than management. So that means that there's a lot of people at the operational level that are happy. Then I was thinking, like, what is happiness? Mm. And I'm like, uh, I can't really see it. Me being at any level where I have, like, seven bosses being happy. Uh, not having that autonomy within my work would just lead me to be a little bit crazier. So I just personally thought that number <laughs> was kind of low. I was thought 53% of happiness <laughs> kind of low. Um, do, do you, what, what would you estimate that? you know, most people would feel about their current job in terms of they're happy or unhappy. I would guess about the same, like around what they just said, because a lot of people, a lot of people do like what they do. If they're passionate about what, you know, what job they're doing that helps achieve the goal of the company is the reason why they work there. Well, for most people, um, and most of the time, it's not that they don't like their job. They just don't like who they work with. And that's what drives them to be unhappy. Mm. So mm. I just feel like Maybe. it's bound yeah. to have, like, it's, there's no way you can be happy. You could do, you could do the job that you've been dreaming about. But if you work with some fuck niggas, it's going to make it 10 times worse. And it's going to cause you to feel oh. like you're unhappy. But really, it's just you don't like these people. So I feel like I feel like the stats are right. I, I feel like they really spot on with that one. Yeah, maybe I'm just a pessimist. Um <laughs> so going on to the next figure. Um so it says people still fall in love at work. A study by Glassdoor suggests that men and women are almost equal when it comes to finding love in the workplace. Shit. Women find love a little bit more frequently <laughs> than men. However, 52% reported finding love at work compared to only 48%. So what is 52% this demographic? Women, 
Right. I was thinking that. I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted see... you, but that just triggered me. What is no, that demographic? Real shit. Real shit. I I don't know any. I want to say any black person that is in a relationship or yeah, in a relationship with their coworkers. No. I'm I'm sure I'm 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 quite positive it happens, but just the fact that niggas is so scarce, <laughs> I, I just didn't see it. And so I was thinking of my own situation, like what possibilities of love do I have in my current workplace? Um, Neil. <laughs> and I and I was and I was sad because when I went on, I, I follow. <laughs> I wrongfully follow uh, my employee, uh, my uh, coworkers no. uh, on social media. And you know, this being MLK weekend and stuff, we get oh we get Monday God. off. She posted, "Oh my goodness!" I was <laughs> not telling you. I was just re- really confused. I was. She said, "MLK weekend." The caption is "MLK weekend is for the girls." It's a black woman at my job. She um. was in the picture, hugging this white woman, and I was just confused. I just <laughs> spotlight MLK weekend and just I was just oh it was just it was an image for me um I had to get off IG for the rest of the night I, I bullshit you not I, I, I was very lost uh yeah I'm still I'm still puzzled when I think about it um yeah I just had to get that off my chest yeah the final statistic um it says that Career Builder released a study that revealed two out of every five employees suggest they gain weight at their current job. The shocking part isn't the weight gain as much as the fact over a quarter of these employees had access to employer-sponsored wellness benefits, but 62% of these employees didn't take advantage of them. Mm. Yeah, I was I was shocked that... Well, not shocked. I don't know what to call it. It was it's just a discord, I guess, within within myself. Because mm-hmm. they say it's a benefit, it's a health benefit, like it's a a wellness benefit. But if sixty three percent of the people don't use it, it's like how is it? A benefit? Where is the benefit at? Yeah. yeah. So I was. So I don't know how I felt about that. Like, who is the honest on? Is who who should? Because I I think that number is completely too high. 63% of people don't take advantage of this. So I'm just curious on like, is that more, cause I want, I, I feel like companies may push it like more on individuals. Like y'all, y'all not doing it, but actually it might be aligned where it just doesn't make sense for them to use it type thing. Or it's maybe, yeah, not that cool. Not like not that good of a discount or whatever that yeah. benefit might be. I was just alarmed by that number. Like I just don't want that number to be, that high like i wish that shit only said like 20 percent maybe but 60 percent more than half of the people have like a wellness benefit and they don't use it i'm just curious why do you what do you think goes into that well i mean i'm not gonna put it all on one side it's definitely a you know a two-way street but i feel like most of the employers that have like really good wellness packages probably are working their employees so much that they don't even have time to use them so like 
or they can't take advantage of them as often or frequently as they would like. So like that just leaves those benefits on the table. But then the employer comes out like, but we gave you, we gave you something. But yeah, nigga, I've been here since 8, 8 a.m. It is 8.30 p.m. And I'm still here. <laughs> like, how do you expect me to use something? So I feel like that is a factor. And then a lot of the times companies sponsor like lunches or dinners and things like that. But they're not the healthiest options either. And I feel like everything goes hand in hand. Like, if I, for me, if I eat unhealthy... I'm less likely to work out. However, if I'm eating a healthier option, I feel more, I don't know. The The way that gives me more energy and focus to really care about my well-being and want to be, want to be like, yeah, I need definitely need to hit the gym. I need to go to this class or something. I don't know. It's, it's like in my mind, like it's a mindset thing for me. And so I feel like every time I eat burgers or anything free at the company, I'd be like, yeah, I'm definitely not working out today. It's over. Like, <laughs> but I don't yeah, know. I feel you on that, especially when like alcohol is involved. You always got to make that determination. Like, oh yeah. Do I take this drink um, after work? It's like I'm probably not working out afterwards. Um, yeah, that's just, it. Just had me wondering. I think for me, if I was. Well, once I transition into having my own, like, employees, my own team members, and me giving out benefits, like, I'm making that shit mandatory. Like, yeah. y'all ass better. You, are you going to get, <laughs> that shit going to be detrimental towards your performance, nigga, if you don't take care of yourself. Like, you need to be, but that's just maybe me just being radical and just, like, wanting people to just take more of themselves. But, yeah, I wish that number was lower. Um yeah, so now that concludes uh, Fred's figures, and that hey. also concludes the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we're very grateful uh, for the listeners that we have, and yeah, we yes, are hopeful that we continue to grow. Um, continue to follow us on social media, interact with us, um, share us, tell your friends about us. Um, yeah, so we can improve the conversations and discussions for one another as we continue in the workplace. Um, so happy new year hope you had a great holidays and i hope um, you're starting off the year right um lexi got any final words for the people um yeah fuck these niggas (laughs) 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 you're not though um yeah so once again thank you for tuning in um we look forward to hearing from you all next month and peace out